Welcome to session seven. It's clearly divine providence that the present session is number seven in our Tefilla series, because so far, in what we called phases one and two, we've only been struggling with our internal conversations, moods and distractions, and how to deal with them before setting foot on the road to Tefilla. We've been involved just in getting through the first doorway, out of the earthly realm, but today we're going to take one big step forward and reach the entrance to the second doorway the doorway to a new dimension, the area of spiritual consciousness connected with the seventh day of the week, Shabbos. In Hasidic parlance, our weekday tefillah is described as a time when, like on Shabbos, we can experience an elevation above the world. I won't be surprised if some of you are apprehensive about how smooth this transition will be and that you've been thinking that our techniques to create a no-entry zone for distracting thoughts are idealistic and unrealistic, and that in spite of our pre-to-fill a tactical engagement with them, the disturbing thoughts will be coming back after we start davening. And you're not totally wrong, but I assure you that you will see in practice that your preliminary groundwork and accounting session have not been in vain and indeed have empowered you with increased control and alertness, which will make it more simple to ignore these thoughts should they reappear during Tefilla. In any case, this return of distracting thoughts is to be expected, and in truth, even the most well-trained of us will often find his mind reinvaded, but this is not a sign of weakness. On the contrary, it is a sign of strength, a sign that the enemy of our holy soul, the animalistic side of us, is making great efforts to retaliate when it foresees its imminent defeat in the face of our brave efforts to maintain concentration. So don't lose heart. But what do we do with them when they do come back? Our strategy has to be totally different from the method we operated before Tfilah. The strategy to employ is to disconnect from these thoughts completely. We should imagine that they are the words of an outside person pestering us and trying to confuse us and disturb our concentration. This viewpoint is in no way inaccurate and not a tactical trick. Because the holy soul within us, which is inspiring us and seeking to connect us with Hashem, is indeed not the source of those disturbing thoughts at all. So pretend you are deaf and do not hear the thoughts. Ignore the words going through your mind as you would if they were in an incomprehensible foreign language like Chinese. Do not let them generate other thoughts of any kind. Do not get attracted by them. Do not analyse them. And just as important, do not be repulsed by them. Dissociate from them completely. Do not negotiate nor contemplate, but totally disengage. This distancing helps us to avoid experiencing the sadness we would feel if we truly saw those thoughts as coming from the part of us which is trying to daven, which indeed would be a proof that our tefillah was insincere and unsuccessful. By avoiding such a negative reaction and breaking any bond with these thoughts, it will be easier for us to return to a position of cheerful concentration on the content of the words of our tefillah. And listen carefully, we should not feel discouraged even if this task proves too difficult for us because in the last resort, if the disturbing thoughts still persist, we can and should humbly and confidently ask Hashem 
to help us to dismiss them from our mind and he will certainly respond positively to our request. To be honest, there are some outside thoughts which even during the thriller can be temporarily admitted into the mind. These are trivial thoughts which by us making a mental note of them automatically become appeased and therefore definitely will not return to disturb us later. For example, we remind ourselves that we have an appointment or that we have to buy a particular item when we go shopping after davening. Nevertheless, we have to be very discerning in this and not kid ourselves that we are dealing with a thought for which there is a momentary instant response and then find ourselves drawn into thoughts and plans which just develop and grow and distract us even further. So that's it. It's taken us a long time to get to this point, but at last we are ready and fully armed to go through the second doorway. Thank you so much for your patience. It will prove vital. Men, put on your talus and to fill in and relax. Ladies, relax. Now watch your mind and watch your mood. After weeks of instruction and practice, it shouldn't take you long at all to go through the sweeps and ship techniques to filter away your final distractions especially at this favourable time of the morning, which contains a special power to enable you to achieve highly focused concentration and connection with Hashem. Now I would like to suggest one intermediate meditation, which I have found gets me to focus even more clearly. It will certainly help you to ignore and rise above the distractions of the people around you. Close your eyes and imagine a physical setting which is both calming and lacking in stimuli. I have written a little poem which could serve as a good example. I wish the screen of my mind in the early morning were like a white sandy beach, the tide far off, not even threatening, with no trace of footsteps nor debris thrown up from the night before to disturb my peace. Now let's say that once more. I wish the screen of my mind in the early morning were like a white sandy beach, the tide far off, not even threatening, with no trace of footsteps nor debris thrown up from the night before to disturb my peace. Yes, let the image of that clear, untouched, white, sandy beach fill your consciousness. We are now ready to open up the second door. In session eight, we will start to see where it leads to. See you there. <laughs>